It's June. Did you know that? Look at the calendar. June 1. Your hockey team doesn't have a general manager. And you want to know something? We are really, really, really close to being able to suggest and strongly that your hockey team is being yanked around by the tail. Morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of the other two teams in town that I cover, those being the Steelers and the Pirates. No, Kyle Dubas hasn't said yes to the Penguins. And I don't know of another way to interpret everything cumulatively that we've been able to decipher from these very, very much secretive meetings and processes that have gone into this, other than to say that there's one guy that's holding this process hostage, that's holding one of the NHL's marquee franchises hostage. And I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to reiterate it even if we find out today that he says yes and happy time and whatever else for those of you who are in favor of his being hired. This isn't worth it, okay? This guy is not worth it. He might well be the most qualified candidate of the field. The field was made up almost entirely of assistant GMs or former failed GMs like in the Peter Shirelli, Mark Bergevin mold. But it was not a great field. There were not great GMs who came available in this offseason. The teams who had good GMs still have them. They weren't about to let them go, and they didn't. So you were going to have to pick with an ambitious Thorough search involving a lot of hockey knowledge to try to determine whether or not an assistant GM could handle the promotion to GM. And within that, transition to an entirely new operation because it wasn't going to be from within. Because the Penguins also fired their own assistant GM, and rightly so, by the way. So what you're left with here is there was one one figure out of this field who came available late because of this bizarre show that he put on and then later Brendan Shanahan put on in Toronto that resulted in some circus-type firing. And again, based on everything that we can piece together here, all of the assistant GMs that the Penguins had been interviewing ended up just kind of getting shoved off to the side, including a really qualified guy. In Matthew Darsh, the assistant GM in Tampa, who might be the best pick, including Jason Bottrell, who's my pick, and thus I would think he is the best pick. He's the assistant GM, of course, to Ron Francis in Seattle, and the Kraken just had one heck of a good season. And, oh, by the way, Bottrell has experience as a GM in Buffalo, and before that, you know, right here in Pittsburgh for several years. Maybe somebody could tell the Boston people that. But no, this guy, Dubas, comes along late into the equation, says, I won't be the general manager, 
anywhere if I'm not it in Toronto next year. And then two or three days later, Shanahan's had enough of that. Shanahan gets rid of him. And what do you know? He's showing up in Pittsburgh. He's meeting with Sidney Crosby deep into the night last week in Cranberry. It's almost as if these people from Boston who know nothing at all about hockey are, in fact, people from Boston who know nothing at all about hockey. Wow. Who'd have thunk it? This is not a good look for this franchise. It just isn't. Now, I don't know. Nobody knows, actually, whether or not there's been some sort of time limit put on this. It feels to us on the outside as if it's open-ended, and that makes it 10 times less comfortable. But I got to tell you, whatever time limit they've put on Dubas, if they put one on him and all, it's already getting weird. This guy's just not that great, okay? He doesn't have any history of success in Toronto, meaning success that counts. He was there five years with a somewhat built-in core already handed to him, and he won one playoff round with it. Now, the core stinks in the playoffs, but that's also something that you have to recognize as a GM and adjust accordingly. He didn't do any of those things. He has made some really good acquisitions. He's got some really good principles and ideas. He made, and I said this at the time, what I felt was the best deadline trade of anyone this year in acquiring Ryan O'Reilly from the Blues. That's who the Penguins should have been chasing. So he's got the virtues, but let's not put him on some pedestal that he hasn't come close to earning just because he's got some, I don't know, maybe they're all fascinated by angsty-looking press conferences or whatever. I don't know. They need to get this done. He needs to get this done. Whoever it is that's calling the shots here needs to get this done. And I'm talking today at the very, very, very latest tomorrow, but ideally today because you're going to need to introduce this individual to the public on a weekday, and that's tomorrow. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Or it's just going to expose how awful this process is being managed or mismanaged by the Boston people. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Plank, who says, This whole GM situation makes me wonder... If FSG has even the slightest clue what they're doing, hey, maybe behind the scenes they're getting the best front office in the league put together. I don't know. I hope so. But from the outside, it looks bizarre and dysfunctional. You know what else it is, Plank? It's it's not anything that's known to anybody. It's not even it's not even about the the process or that you would expect. Uh, the Penguins to say, hey, we're now interviewing this person. We're now interviewing that person. That sort of thing happens in the National Football League. And it's, by the way, one of the things that people love about the NFL is that they can get excited about even processes like that because their fans are kept clued in. You know, and you knew last spring when the Steelers were making their own GM hires, you knew every single name that passed through the doors. And you know how you know that? Or how you knew that, rather? Because the team told you. It's just team policy. They just put it out there. 
today the Steelers interviewed such and such guy, Andy Weidel from the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, and you start looking into his background and people talk about it and enjoy. This is, this is just, there's no daylight between the Penguins and the NHL when it comes to bungling this sort of thing and not staying in touch with their fans. But beyond that, beyond that, we don't even know the people involved. I'm talking about the people making the selection. I had never in my life laid eyes on Dave Beeston from the Fenway Sports Group until that last game that night in Columbus when he was sitting in the press box over to my left getting ready to fire Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. I'd never laid eyes on this man. I didn't know his name. I knew that he was sitting in a box with Kevin Acklin. I didn't know who he was. I'm kind of around this team a lot, you know? And that individual who is supposed to be the guy who is representing FSG with the Penguins had never done any interview with anybody. To my knowledge, uh, there was only a couple of people outside the immediate brass who knew who that guy was. Everyone else was like, who is this? Who is this? How is that responsible stewardship of a franchise? Is this guy running the Penguins? Who is he? Is Ackland running the Penguins? I have no idea. I have no idea. His title is president of business operations, which would lead you to believe that he's not. You know, that he's kind of the guy that's in charge of, you know, arena and sales and tickets and sponsorships and that sort of thing. So who's doing this? We don't even know that. What's happened to this franchise? Honestly, I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. And we'll do another one of these tomorrow and probably the exact same subject matter. 